Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Guys, welcome back to the Umarpreneur Live podcast. And on this very special episode, which is a little bit different, number one, this is not live today. And number two is that I have with me a very special guest who, honestly, this was not easy for us to set up. He's a very busy man with a very packed schedule, but he made the time today and we were able to make it happen. And my guest today is Omar El Dafrawi. Omar, assalamu alaikum, bro. Happy to have you on. How are you, brother? I'm, I'm very good, man. I'm so honored to have you. It's so it's honored, alhamdulillah. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. How are you, brother? And to kind of let people know a little bit more about you, if it's the first time they're hearing about you and your name, uh, Omar is an Egyptian, an Egyptian national Brazilian jiu-jitsu champion. He holds a perfect boxing record of four wins and a professional MMA record of five wins and a single loss. But I think that might actually be updated with the recent yeah, fight. We're going to have to talk losses. about that. Yeah, so yeah, now yeah, yeah. so now two losses. We're going to talk about that a little bit too because I saw your post and I want to bring that up a little bit. And uh, you're an Egyptian MMA champion at the regional level, mashallah, which is amazing to see. And it's not every day that, you know, in mixed martial arts, we see someone like yourself who is a Muslim, who, you know, actually has that goal of wanting to go all the way. And I, and I just saw your post. You have all the pictures of the greats. You have Muhammad Ali, you have Mike Tyson and some of the best fighters. And in your post, yourself saying you want to surpass all of these people and get to a new level. And mashallah, that's, I love that, brother. We're for sure going to talk about it. But at the same time, one thing that I really love is your nickname is God First, right? Yeah. yeah. And you wear that nickname as a badge, right? Because it stands for what you care about. So I definitely want to talk about that too, inshallah. But you know what? Before we dive into all these interesting topics and this exciting conversation, I want to know, rewind a little bit, what even inspired you to become a fighter, to pursue MMA professionally? Uh, ever since I was a kid, like... Uh... I was always this uh, disturbed kid that was always questioning everything around them. Mm. Uh, I had many questions about why school should be the way that it is. Uh, I was always, you know, I had so much energy. I was very energetic. I was very passionate towards life. I was always being very questionable. And, you know, like these kind of people these days are like, you know, like you go against the law and, you know, you're not the most liked person because people always like others who obey Others will get, you know, like, are like sheep, you know, like getting directed. And it's, it's just like who I am. Like a lot of people would think like, this is something that I try to bring up. It's just ever since I was a kid, like ever since I was at nursery, my mom would always tell me you were always this kid that was always very questionable, that always felt like everyone should have their own rights. So as I grew up, I always had this uh, utmost energy and, um, uh, yeah, and he, uh, not to get into a lot of details, alhamdulillah, I passed this uh, stage. There was a very dark time in my life where I had to put out this energy and a lot of toxic things, a lot of toxic relationships, uh, a lot of toxic circles, friends, you know what I mean? And yeah. then uh, I realized that I'm a, you know, I'm a Muslim. Uh, I lived in Saudi Arabia for 10 years. My dad has been, you know, taking me back and forth to Mecca, Medina, and it, it, it was just my destiny to grow up as this kind of kid. Like, uh, I ended up around people that didn't have the same experience that I did. And I was asking mm. myself, they didn't have the experience. God blessed me with this for a reason. And uh, I, so I was always questioning. And then I started empathizing. Like, these people didn't go through what I went through. And uh, why, why is the world like this? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then coming up with all these kind of questions... Uh, I started uh, being uh, put into like uh, 
some not not treatment, but my parents like started suggesting, oh, you need to go to someone. You have ADHD. You're very energetic. You need to mm-hmm. bring your grades up. Blah blah blah. We go back and forth, back and forth, and then after a lot of time and search for what I really want, I just realized that I'm gonna accept myself for who I am. I'm not gonna take anything to let me sit on a desk and focus. Maybe God created me this way to have this kind of energy to let it go out into something to inspire the world or to show the world a, a better form of living. And just one day, bro, I watched the movie South Pole. Mm. And uh, I've always had this, you know, like uh, South Pole is just like 2016. That's not a lot of like, it's not ages ago. It's like six mm. years ago or five years ago. Yeah. And I'm a South Pole. I'm a left-handed. I watched that movie next day. I went down I'm like, to, the, to a gym. I'm like, hey, yo, my, I knew a friend that was doing MMA. I'm like, listen, I want to start training. And ever since, bro, the day I stepped into the gym, it was an all day, all night thing. I cut it with everyone. All my investment went through this. And uh, when I was 21 years old, my parents left the country. I've been living alone for the past five years. And I had to have something bigger than me to lean on. I had to feel that I had some kind of energy where I can like, you know, lean on and, and just feel, you know, like, I'm a guy who grew up in a, in a very, very soft society where everything is granted, given for granted. Everyone has a nanny. Everyone has a driver. Uh, everything that you want, you know, like all these, uh, everything you need in your life, alhamdulillah, was offered. It was a blessing from God. But at the same time, these kind of environments, you grow up in them. It teaches you how to be a soft person, you know. It teaches you how to take life in a way where... Uh, where, where things, you know, like everything you want, you have the connection and 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 then you just like pray your five prayers and khalas, alhamdulillah, I'm going to heaven. I have everything in life and I pray two, three, four, then that's it. And then I realized I can go deeper. I realized that I'm a person with privilege. I could go further or I have to go further than those who are unprivileged. It's not, everyone goes like, I oh, need to come from the gutter to make it. I know, bro, put yourself in the gutter. When you're sitting at the top, it's just a mindset where 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 you want to be. So right now, I'm not a world champion. I'm not I'm not even what like I'm just someone very small in the sport today. But I live as if I'm the greatest. One day I will become that. It's just the same thing, you know. You you come from the gutter. You just put yourself in the mindset where I'm gonna be the richest. You will be the richest. You're the richest. You try to put yourself mentally that you're in the gutter so you can get uncomfortable or comfortable being uncomfortable and you'll make it so this was basically the drive and the and the and the energy that that came from uh from from my upbringing from uh from when i was back as a kid and to be honest i was i was always an active guy like i used to fight in the streets a lot and and i was i was a very like very weak you know like uh small kid i I mean, like, I've been a, a victim of bullying and I've been a bully too, you know? It went both ways. It's not like I grew up getting my ass kicked, being gay, getting my ass kicked in school. No, on the other side, I used to be the one that used to light up fights. I used to, you know, like, just go smack someone with a, with a stone in his head or something. I was very, like, aggressive. And I'm like, maybe I should put this into something where uh, I can actually, like, try help making the world a better place uh reason is uh, as an as a muslim you know like i get jealous man i get jealous opening up the tv seeing that all muslims are terrorists 
I, I get jealous traveling the world and finding people. I get jealous from the Muslims that are portraying our Islam in a very bad way, drinking, partying, all of the all of these things, you know. One day we will go back to God. And to be honest, I want to get the best of this life and I want to see heaven. So what I do is, you know, I study the greats, man. And I see how far someone like Habib went using the power of God and how far someone like Muhammad Ali went using the power of God. These might be if, if we bring the fighters of all time and we put we hold like a, a handful of fighters, like a bunch of fighters, five, six fighters from boxing or MMA, Habib and Muhammad Ali will come up in the top five, like, you know, that ever lived. So it gave me like a, 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 an insight that maybe if, if I use this, and it's, it's, it's not like a, I'm trying to portray a certain kind of image. I mean, like all the pleasures around us these days are everywhere. Uh, all the, all the, all the, you know, like all the things these days that, you know, distract us, uh, everything you go through, you know, like I'm a person, I have my own gym, you know, I get exposed to some kind of attitude from, from guys, from girls, whatever. It's, it's about being disciplined, you know, if, if you want to, People, people like to put their, their, their head on the bed before they sleep and make themselves comfortable and be like, oh, yeah, I'll drink today and tomorrow, inshallah, I will make tawbah and God. No, man, it's not like that. I've been there before and I knew what it was wrong and I knew what I was doing was wrong and it was just a matter of time to take the right decisions. Uh, you know, and if you back up everything you do with, with, uh, with Islam, alhamdulillah, it's perfect. So if I'm surrounded by a group of people that are very toxic, uh, Prophet Muhammad says, you know, Look at who you surround yourself with. If you feel like, you know, you don't know what's going to come next. And then, you know, they, they tell us, you know, just keep a stuck for the stuck for the stuck for the stuck for And like Sayyidina Ali said that the strongest 10 things in the world, are, they said the wind, the, the, the waves, the whatever. And then at the end of the day, he said the strongest soldier is the hem. When, when, when you're trying, when you're so worried about what's coming next, and you don't know, it's not in your hand. You know what I mean? And it's not like being worried. Worried is in the present. It's about what's coming in the future. So there's a way out of it. And then you, you mentally convince yourself with the things. The same way you can convince yourself that, yeah, I'll drink tonight and tomorrow will be fine, you know? Mm. But alhamdulillah, like, uh, God first has been, it's, it's been pressuring. I gotta, I gotta be honest. It's been pressuring. Uh, I'm not the best Muslim out there, but I'm always trying to be better. I still have my flaws, you know. I'm still trying to become a better person, a better Muslim. But at the end of the day, like I, I, I know, I know, I know my game. You know, there are certain lines that I don't cross. Alhamdulillah. Uh, there's a, a small things, you know, like a lot of people can work on. But I know that I'm, I'm better than a lot of people. But Alhamdulillah, there's a lot of people that are much better than me. So I always look up to the people that I want to be like one day. You know what I mean? I don't look down there and be like, oh, yo, at least you don't drink. At least you don't do this. At least, you know, I'm always trying to progress. And it's, it's the same thing in my business and the game. And, you know, it's it just everything came up together and it became God first. And and that's it. You know, we're, we're living the life of putting God first. And it, it all started because I just started waking up for Fajr. And Fajr was God first, first thing in the morning. And, you know, it, it felt like a label, you know, it was like an S on my chest. And I just kept on pushing and pushing and it got me to where I am today. So Alhamdulillah, I can be nothing but blessed, you know, and thankful for, for where I am today. And definitely, definitely, definitely 
it's all God's will. Yes, there are some people that are reasons for where I am today in the world today, but I know that God was the reason that he put these people in my path. So that's basically like, you know, conclusion of, of everything like uh, about the God first and why I started fighting and all that. Why do you think if you look at the, we talked about, you know, when you look at some of the world's best fighters and you were to class them, we talked about Muhammad Ali, you talked about Habib. And also if you look at Mike Tyson, maybe now a little bit less, but in his prime, it was very much, uh, you know, a strong Muslim, maybe not in the way that he conducted himself, but at least in his belief, when you look at his interviews and when he was at his prime, you go to interviews and say like, oh, Allahu Akbar. And he was like really, in, you know, hyped yeah. up. And why do you think all these powerful fighters, so many of them have that strong connection with God? Do you feel like it's tied together in a way? Is there any connection between that? Uh, to be honest, like, especially in our sport, like things are not, uh, listen, it's, it's I, I just watched something. Someone sent me something just yesterday and Mike Tyson was in a, in a podcast. Like I used to cry before every fight because I don't like to become a fighter, mm-hmm. but sometimes like th- these kind of people, it's, it's the chemistry in our head that take us there. Like it's, and, and, and it's, it's something that it's part of like our destiny. But the thing is, so you're telling me like Mike Tyson and his prime and all of that. Bro, I think Tyson Fury is not a Muslim, but I remember that one day when he was going in there and fighting, uh, what's his name, uh, Bomber, what's uh, what's his name again? The the American guy, Bomber, what's his name? I'm not sure, really. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. uh, so Tyson Fury fought him, and then uh, he beat him, and after the fight, and then I opened up, and I saw a video of uh, Tyson Fury he gathered around with his team before the fight, and he's like, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman, ar And he's reading the Fatha. So Islam is not a label. You don't walk around, you know, Islam on your head, you know. Mm. Whoever, man, who gives a damn what's written in your passport or your... You, you can believe in another religion, but ha- still have Islam inside of you. And you never know how God would treat you when, when it's your afterlife. You know what I mean? Yeah. Islam is a way of life. People nowadays are trying to label it for political reasons to attack Arab countries, to say that we're bad people, to blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, man, look at everyone that portrays Islam at the high level. Um, Muhammad Salah, Habib, Muhammad Ali. I mean, there's a lot of great people that mm. are from different religions and I, I can't take away from them that, but you know that there's this connection that you see, man. It's obvious for everyone, you know? Like Conor McGregor had a hype behind him, but Habib had like, the energy, man, the energy mm. that God, you know, transfers and channels through through these people's career and through their journey. It's it's just crazy, man. Yeah, you can stand in front of like a like 1,000 people and you never be afraid, man. Have you, Conor McGregor, when, when they jumped into the cage, two, three people, like this guy was was running for his life. He's a, You can see it in his face. Mm. But Habib, you know, on that bus getting smashed, you know, yeah, he, he got shocked and everything, but he's like, no, man, send me location, bro. I have faith in God. I have faith in the creator and nothing, nothing in this world can hurt me or happen to me without God's will. And that's mm-hmm. the kind of faith that you need to live with so you can get through this life. When something bad happens, you're happy. When something good happens, you're happy. You accept anything because anything is from God. So mm. if, if you live with this kind of mindset, bro, it makes you sharp. It makes you very strong. And this is why a lot of fighters go so far when 
even Nassim Hamid, Mike Tyson, you know, and uh, Mike Tyson was like, I want to eat your children. All praise be to Allah. Yeah. Uh, Nassim Hamid was like, uh, I bear witness that Muhammad, Prophet Muhammad is the last man. And the, the way these people portray these kind of things, the energy that comes out of it is like no other. Mm. It's just like no other. When you see these kind of things, yeah. 10 times a day, you get goosebumps every yeah. single time. Mm. So it's, it's, it's basically like I'm telling you, it's a tough, it's, if it's, a, it's a tough lifestyle and you need something bigger than you to lean on. And, uh, and that's it, you know, like, uh, that's, that's, that's how it will work. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I, I can't find another way around it. I can't convince myself that I'm the strongest fighter around the world. Cause this bro, this sport is very lonely. I remember when I lost the fight, my first fight, I stayed for like a year. No one was spelling. No one even spoke about me or anything. And then I won one fight, two fights, three fights. Oh, and then I won the title. Uh, all the Cairo went crazy. Uh, and then I traveled to Brave and I had my fight, uh, my, my first international debut. I had my, my problems, my issues, and I lost. And it was okay. And I was fine with it. But that time I saw like a lot of people supported me at the heat of the moment. And then everything just went back, you know, to normal. So... Mm. It's a lonely sport. You need someone with you because people will always back themselves around you. Like, listen to mm. the amount of stories of fighters. It'd be like uh, when I lost my fight. And I'm talking about WBC champions, UFC champions. When I lost my fight, I got a phone call from my mother, my wife, and whatever. And then when I won the title, I had like 3,000 missed calls on my phone. So you, you, you need something bigger than you. You definitely, yeah. and anything in life is like that, by the way. So our sport is not the only thing that's hard in life, bro. Life is hard. Sure. Life is a test and everyone needs something bigger than them. You need, you need to mentally put yourself somewhere where you, you, you believe and you know that no matter what happens, there's something bigger than you that's controlling everything. And this is the major reason behind the religion. So if you say you're a Muslim, Islam means like... Uh, Salam. Salam mm -hmm. in Arabic means peace. And another form of salam is salim. Salim means subsiding. So you need to subside to what you're, you, to what you're believing in. It's not just, oh, I'm a Muslim, alhamdulillah, astaghfirullah, la ilaha illallah, and you have a, you know, a forehead sign from praying. This is not Islam. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, Islam is not going around and doing everything haram and being like, yeah, I'm treating people in a good way. It's mm -hmm. a hard balance. We're all on a journey. We all have our stories. But my story is, is the one I'm saying right now. And it's the one to be told, inshallah, years from now. And inshallah. this is what I'm going through. You know, it's, it's, it's a tough life. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. But alhamdulillah, I'm always grateful and I'm always blessed. I'm going through the hardest times of my life, joining the army. The amount of pressure coming on my back is crazy. And I'm just like, oh, what if this happened? What if this happened? And everything I've been doing is astaghfirullah, 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 astaghfirullah. And here we are today. We weren't we weren't gonna see each other on a Tuesday, bro. I guarantee you that it was yeah. never gonna happen. And it wasn't even gonna happen to see you for like the last four days, you know, my life were were so bad. We're so bad. The, these people got a good hang of me, and then it was just crazy pressure. And I was so scared and I was so afraid. Not not because um I don't care. They can throw me in jail. I don't care. But I'm so scared that everything I've worked for all my life is going to go because I need to be doing a service at some certain place. And they can throw me into jail. They can be like, oh, you're staying here for three years. They can do whatever, you know. But Alhamdulillah, like, bro, like, God is great. God is great. Like, 
Tell me more about what you've been going through, brother. Like you, why, why do you feel like the last four days have been, have been difficult for you? Does, is it tied to the fact that you, uh, you lost this most recent fight? What is it specifically that's putting a, a strain on you? Uh, no, losing, losing my last fight is something that I, that I got over a long time ago. Yes. It, it was a very bitter, uh, bitter, uh, pill to swallow, but, uh, to be honest, it's, I think I, I think this fight made me made me a different kind of specimen right now. Inshallah, mm-hmm. if I fight this Wednesday, inshallah, inshallah, I, I will reveal everything I've been working on. I don't have a team. Uh, coaching here is not, is, not, is not as good as people think it is. It's a one-man show. I'm doing everything. I live alone. I pay my rent. I do, I've been doing this since 21 years old, and this is not the way that I got raised up, so it took me some time to adapt. Mm-hmm. Uh, losing my fight wasn't the biggest like reason. Yeah, it was a huge demotivator, and I went through a lot of hardships and a lot of pain, and and I like it, it's backed up with with a, per, a lot of personal stuff that I did. I messed up a little bit uh, the year before, or maybe I messed up hard, let's say, and I got in a toxic relationship and stuff, and. I went back to the book and I'm like, God said, you know, it's haram to get into something with someone that has no, you know, the steps of how you, how, how you get in a relationship with someone. And I just went against what God said and, and, and it, you know, backfired on me. Even though I, when I lost the fight just right before, I, I had won the belt here back in Egypt. So it's, it's a mixture of everything. But the major mm-hmm. problem I've been going through is, is not the fight. As I joined an organization that I feel like they have no right to to force me to enter it, but it is what it mm. is, you know. I can't be talking a lot about it, you know. I got it. Everything, yeah. But it is what it is, you know. At the end mm. of the day, it's my destiny, and it is making me a better person. No mm. matter whether I like it or not, I always get comfortable being uncomfortable. But this kind of uncomfort is something that I haven't been in before, where it's another soul demanding me by force and under law, and I need to follow what they say. Because if I don't, they can t- literally take away my life. Mm. And, and I know. Uh, I was just gonna say because you're you've been put in difficult situations, bro. Like you've you've started first. You mentioned you started and you were not raised and born and bred a fighter, and you kind of became and built yourself into this person persona, and you're building this life around this dream that you have. And of course, for any person that wants to embark on a new endeavor, even if you know we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this and they want to start these businesses and transform their lives. There's always a big adjustment period. And with that adjustment period, there's always many uncomfortable situations that come up, many uncomfortable uh, obstacles and, and, you know, things that you're going to have to go through that you're just, wow, I never would have thought that I could be under so much pressure and I could still make it out. And you probably, uh, you know, have done this multiple times over and you're now at a point where the pressure is higher than ever but you still got to make it out. I want to ask you, do you feel like, you know, going through this is important for your growth? And do you think that discipline as well plays a role bro, in your lifestyle? Bro, listen, I, I was just with a friend and he's like, you're not better than Sayyidina Ayub. Sayyidina Ayub stayed 40 years, man, 40 years asking God. So I, I can't, I can't get cocky and, and I, I got to stay grounded, bro. I, I have a shit. I have a I have a roof on the top of my head. I have a car. I don't need to struggle and, and ask myself where I'm getting my next meal. So people mm. need to understand, you know, like we, we see no struggle. Like this is not a struggle. And no matter how uncomfortable I get, like rock bottom is my friend now. Mm. I mean, like the prophet, 
he got cussed that people that we look up to they like alhamdulillah i try as much as i can you know to to keep on getting my weekly lessons of of uh, islamic topics in because every time i sit with my sheikh or someone that comes in and like uh persuades me about islam or talks to me about what's been happening how, how things have been. i just i just need like a sentence that sentence changes everything everything i'm serious today I, it's every friday and today is a friday and today my, the sheikh told me just one word i'm like he's like the prophet they wanted to kill him when he was moving from uh, from uh, from uh, mecca to medina and he started asking people to leave to medina and then Medina was very geographically strong because they could the mushrikeen couldn't enter from anywhere but one place. And then they dug a hole. So anyone that would come, they would they would fall into it and the Muslims would be able to kill them. And then he's like, they, they have no power over them. It's it's God's de- God's destiny that this is gonna happen. Once he said that, I'm like, why am I even struggling about maybe that the only gate to get to where I see myself? It's going through this year and going through all the pressure and going through all of this kind of, you know, uh, human force that's put on my back. And, you know, I've been crying day in, day out for the past couple of days, but I'm becoming so much sharper, so much stronger with everything that's got to do with religion. So if I used to pray like Asr after it, after Adan by two hours, now I'm praying Asr three minutes after it. If I, if I wake up in the morning, first thing I do is, have breakfast now first thing i do now is do the oscar it's making me a better person you know mm. the pressure people need to know like with no pressure there's no growth people whether they believe in islam or they don't it, i mean look at steve jobs look at bill gates all of these people this is how they talk this is what they tell you this is what they say they say in order to grow you need to get pressured in order to grow you need you need to fail you get broken and and failure is there. If you accept it and you leave it there, you stay, you're going to stay as a failure. And if you try to overcome this, the, the moment and become something, you will grow into, into bigger places. So it's, at the end of the day, it's a decision. And, and what you convince yourself with to do in life is, 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 a, is, is something that God gave you the choice. So God, the, the only thing that, not the only thing, but one of the major reasons we as human beings are privileged and we as human beings are the are the most uh, important things of the creation of God is because we have the power of choice. Mm-hmm. We have the power of choice. Animals don't have the power of choice. If you put an animal in a cage, it has no choice to walk out of it. It's in the cage for the rest of its life. It needs to adapt. But you're a human being. You have the power of choice to put yourself in that cage. If you go rob something, you have a 50% probability that you get arrested and you have a 50% possibility that you get away from it. So you have the power of choice. You have the power of choice to live your life, as, as to live each day as if it's your last day of your life. And you have the power of choice to live like barbarically and be like, oh, I'm not going to die soon. Um, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, live life and live until you're 90 and enjoy the pleasures of life and Khalas, you took life. Now let's see what's, what's going to happen after life. This is very temporary, bro. It's very temporary. And you have to always back it up like God tells you. This is, the, this is how they, you know, decorate the life. Money and your kids and all of that. 
Don't get too caught up with this. Get too caught up with doing something in this life for your afterlife. Muhammad Ali, until this day, I'm sure he's getting tons of hasanat for all the people he inspired to get into Islam, for every single person that referred to Islam in a positive way, seeing how this man lived. He's, bro, it's a, this is bigger than any bank account you can ever have. Mm. It keeps on counting and counting and counting. So what I'm trying to do is, I'm trying to do something for my afterlife. If I have kids one day, I want my kids to be Zuriya Salha because they can be the reason I can go to heaven. I'm trying to find all my different solutions in this life for a better afterlife. And this is what I'm chasing. Doesn't mean I don't want to have a happy life. Doesn't mean I want to have a big house. Doesn't mean I want to have the car and the private jet and all of that. I still want that. But at the same time, I want to give to the poor. I want people to have better life. I want people to be able to be able to sleep in good places. I want to give back to community because if you go back to Islam and you go back to the book, it tells you if people do the zakah, no one will live poor. So it's 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 like a it's like a major in university. Like if they do major in university and you, you do Islam, it probably be the best. I mean, look at Harvard. Look at look at. Uh, uh, British Columbia. I, I've read a lot of stuff. These universities talking about how Quran is the number one book in the world, and how that the Prophet Muhammad is the most famous person on the planet. And I mean, this is a, this is not like BS or anything. This is real talk. No matter how you attack it, these people tell you that they go against you. Tell you that this is one of the greatest things we've ever seen. So it's it's simple, man. It, you, it's easier said than done, but you need yeah. to get your head around it. Once you witness it. And you feel it, bro, you can never go back to anything that you were doing that disobeys God. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like rock bottom is, is nothing but, you know, something that God, I, like, you know, pushed us to go through because mm -hmm. you will never grow. If, if you have a comfortable life, why would you want to work another day in your life? I mean, look at McGregor. When he got too comfortable, this guy's been losing. <laughs> I remember this guy tweeting, he's like, the last time McGregor won was when Obama was president. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so he got he got comfortable. It's got nothing to do with if yeah. he's drinking or partying, whatever. He, he got comfortable. Yeah. Habib took another decision. He's like, I'm going to obey what my mom said, even though I have, like, I like Habib and everything. But I have, you know, like, my, 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 my feedback about some things that he does that I don't agree with. But that's my opinion, you know? But at the end of the day, if we talk about the core values and everything, no, man, this guy's like, okay, mom, you don't want me to fight? Alhamdulillah, undefeated, undisputed. And he's trying to grow in different aspects. He's doing some other businesses. He's starting a promotion. He's trying to grow. He's trying to become something bigger than what he is. He's not satisfied. He's not comfortable. So this is the difference between someone who lives a happy life and someone who doesn't live a happy life. You can be a Muslim without having it inside your passport or your ID, but you do everything the same. Maybe your faith is different and this is something we have no no uh, space to judge about because we don't know how God is gonna, you know, like uh, uh, on the day of judgment, we don't know how, how God is gonna deal with things. We just have references of what's gonna happen, but we don't know things in detail. So everyone's free to believe whatever they wanna believe, but there's a lot of people that are Muslims without the name of Islam. And there's a lot of, Muslims with the name of Islam that know nothing about Islam and do nothing that's got to do with Islam. Mm. So it's, 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 you know, it's a, it's, it's a strong, it's, it's a complicated equation, but yeah. if you sit down and put your focus right, you will be like this.
right away. You know what to do in every situation that you put in in your life. You mentioned so, belief. Yeah. You mentioned belief, brother. And I want to talk, touch on that, inshallah. How important is, is it for you to believe in yourself and kind of see yourself as having achieved your goal and believing in your ability to get there? Because even for people who listen to this, and even for myself sometimes, to kind of build that belief in you in itself is something that we have to practice and implement. So tell me about that. And tell me, do you do anything daily? Is there any routine that you have yeah, that helps course, like cement that belief in so, you? Yeah, yeah. So of course, what, what you need to do is, like in the gym, you, you want to have a better jab, you need to do a lot of jabs. You mm-hmm. want to have a better cross, you need to do a lot of crosses. You want to have a good six-pack, you need to eat well. So once you start breaking up your diet with, with, with unhealthy things, it's going to start to show on your body. It's the same exact thing. Today I prayed Fajr, tomorrow I didn't. My Iman dropped a little bit. But what I try to do is I need to pray all the five prayers. Some days I might miss a prayer. It happens. It happens to all of us. You're too caught up and you don't know. And it's on your mind, but you forgot. And then you go like, So you had the intention to do it, but it didn't happen. And God said, if you have the intention of something, it's the same exact thing. Like if you didn't do it, but you did have the goodwill inside of you to do it. So what you need to do is you need to be practicing every day. And bro, trust me, my routine is nothing, nothing compared to people that really, really subsided to God. All I do in my life is I wake up, pray fudge, do the sunnas, do the azkar every day. And I try not to sin as much as I can. I try not to cuss and I try to keep it, you know, real. Literally, this is how I live. And on Jum'ah, I pray Jum'ah. I do sadaqah, I do zakah. And I'm living my life normally. I go out. I eat wherever I want to eat. I'm an entrepreneur. I have my own gym. I'm living my life in a happy manner. But at the end of the day, I don't touch kabair. I don't touch sagar. I try as much as I can to be as good. Yes, we do have our sins. We do have our flaws. I'm not, I'm not better than the prophets, you know. And I can't be, live like that. And when I try to live so, so, so like, you know, like so secured and I sustained it for a long time, but from, from putting so much energy, trying not to trip, I fell on the ladder face first. You know what I mean? Because God tells you we're all khata'in. It's, it's not up to you. You're a human, you will do mistakes. There's no one that's perfect. I try to live the so-called perfect life and bro, I swear to God, I took the latter phase first. Just one. Because I was trying as much as I can to act. Just to put in my head that I'm perfect. So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm so cautious of what I do. And bro, live your life and take the action once you're in a situation. You know, this is haram. Just don't do it. You know, if you go out to a party, you might end up doing something that you don't want to do. So you just need to use your mind. And, and what you believe is, is something you back it up with how you practice back home your prayers your your sadaqah what you listen to what you watch all of these things people on instagram think oh yeah i have a couple of models and chicks and oh she has a six-pack bro this subconsciously is just ruining your head ruining your head and you can't even see that and it's so dangerous that the least things in life like instagram can change a whole generation from what they see on it so you need to control your environment you need to control your practices and you need to listen just putting the effort is enough you will never reach to the optimal solution 
you will never ever, because no one ever did. You will never be the perfect Muslim that ever lived. It will never happen. But just, you just keep on this, doing the sai and you will see the result of your sai. And the more you do sai, the more you pray, the more you do sunan, the more you read Quran on a daily basis, the more you do zakah on a daily basis, the more you do gabr uh, khawatir, uh, you're doing hasanat, 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 the more you will see the feedback from God. And the more you do, the more you get. But that doesn't mean that you don't do the part that you need to do in the dunya. So if you're sitting at home praying God and oh, God knows you're never going to become a champion if you're not in the gym training hard every single day. So you need to believe in the Qadr and Qadr. And that's it. That's 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 just my how 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 I how I know belief and how I make it stronger. But, do you do you do like visualization at any point? Do you sometimes yeah, picture yourself as a champion? Do you think about that at bro, all? All day, all day. When I, I was just sending my friends today, was talking to me. I'm like, bro, I'm an overthinker, but sometimes when I overthink, I overthink I think things like literally I'm running, I'm running a 10k and I'm, I'm tired from the first k and I'm heading to the last you know, last 100 meters and I'm visualizing my whole family in front of me, my future wife, my kids, everyone's just waiting for me to hit that finish line because I got to feed them. I got to do more. And I just keep on creating this imaginary uh, atmosphere, this imaginary life. And like they say, bro, fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. That That's how I do, bro. I'm visualizing all the, I'll be training in the gym alone. I'll be like, if someone walks by and sees what I do, this guy's crazy. <laughs> He's a doctor. I'll be walking around having my hands raised and visualizing like I'm in a fight and I'm taking out the, the you, you, you got to listen, you got to practice it because once it's there, if you're not ready for the pressure and if you haven't seen it before, you're going to be like, oh my God, why am I here? Yeah. So it's part of the process. If 100%. you see it and I know like this guy is not the best guy to look up to, but I got to give him credit. McGregor said it. If you see it and you have the courage enough to believe it, it will happen. Hmm. It will happen. And if it comes from a guy with this kind of faith, so, mm. I mean, like, it probably can come to anyone with a proper faithful, you know, sure, mindset and soul. I want to ask you one last question here before you wrap up, inshallah, because I know your time is precious, bro. And thank it's you for good, joining bro. me again in your hotel room. I know this was bro, like a tight thing, bro, man. This, but it's, it's my pleasure. I'd always love to give back and, you know, give my input and on people to see these things and try to become a better person, better 100%. Human, better Muslim. Many people will benefit from this, inshallah. Thank you, brother. Alhamdulillah, uh, inshallah. I got one more question for you, man. If you could meet uh, Omar from when he was, you know, 16 years old, he wasn't a fighter just yet, bro. Maybe he was up to, you know, no good a little bit here and there. He didn't know what his direction was in life just yet. You could tell him one thing that he could hold on to as a mantra throughout his life. What would that one thing be for you? Okay, let me let me give you the one best answer. Mm. If I meet the old Omar, I would I would hold him from his head and look him in the eye and tell him, never, 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 ever go against anything your parents tell you. And if your parents tell you something that doesn't reside with you or you can't understand it, try to dig a deeper hole to understand what they're telling you. Maybe sometimes they don't know how to express their emotions from how much they love you. But nothing my dad told me, nothing my mom told me that I went against and I had benefit from. Not one thing. Maybe my dad doesn't want me to be around with bad people. So he tells me, 
oh, you can't be out of the house until 11 p.m. And I'm thinking, oh, this guy's close-minded, man. I'm a guy with four boys in the house. We don't live with girls. And what do you mean? But deep down, he knows that people that will stay up late nights are people that are probably doing something that's, you know, smoking up, drinking, whatever. Probably they're not, you know, doing qiyam because why are you in the streets in a coffee shop until yeah. 2 a.m.? And then if you come back to religion, it tells you, Mm. Bro, everything is so simple. You just need to subside. So yeah, my one tip is your parents. Your parents. And if your parents are healthy parents. And healthy parents is what I mean by going back to the book and seeing what a healthy parent would do to raise a proper child in this world today. So if I go back, I would tell myself, bro, you, you, you should have listened to your dad. You would have made a lot of things much easier for you. But no matter how hard it gets, we're still in there. Now they're now they're they're on my team. Back then they weren't. Now alhamdulillah, they're on my team. So this is this, this, this just puts my head to sleep satisfied. That alhamdulillah, I, I want the bit of my mom and the bit of my dad is something that I've been struggling to win for a lot of years in my life. And you know, like they left me for living five years alone. I have everything, I live in a big house. And, I'm using everything they told me very, very closely. I will always protect the house. I will always protect what they told me. I will always protect their good deeds that they did in this world. And alhamdulillah, I'm blessed to have these, have them as my parents and have them as the figure of good Islamic people. Yes, they do have their flaws. We all do. But at the end of the day, all they want is when we get put down, you know, in, in, in that one meter squared that we're all going to visit one day that they did their best to make us a better Muslim. And that was their optimal goal. So alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, I'm very thankful. I'm very blessed, you know, to be where I am today, to be a person that a lot of people will reside with as God first. And I know there will be a lot of people that would hate around it. I know that people will see me wearing a, a short where my knees are showing, be like, oh, oh, what, what kind of Muslim are you? You talk God first. And bro, give me a break, bro. I'm, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it for God. And then you have another guy be like, oh, bro, you're pushing it too hard. Oh, fag every day in the mosque. Bro, you don't need this. Just pray it at your home, you know? You mm -hmm. always get judged and it's, it's a non-stop. Yeah, it's a constant roller coaster. But mm -hmm. alhamdulillah, I like the pressure. I like being comfortable. Uh, I like getting comfortable, being uncomfortable. So, yeah, alhamdulillah for everything. And, you know, like, it's, it's, it's always good that, you know, we have people like you trying to put this kind of platform trying to show Islam in a better way. And one day, inshallah, everyone will know what the truth is and everything will be visible. And, and, and once the power of God, once, once people see how powerful God is, because, you know, God is very merciful. We, mm. we don't deserve 90% of the things we have as a globe. We Preach. don't deserve this. Mm. We don't deserve it. We've abused everything that God gave us, everything. We've abused human beings, we've abused animals, We've abused girls, we've abused women, men, religions, uh, everything, everything, everything. We've, we've abused the nature. So, I mean, like, all we can do is just thank God for wherever we are. No matter how much pressure comes, if you cry, if you break, you need to be thankful and you need to be accepting. Being accepting is the best thing that will get you through this life with whatever situation you're going through. So, alhamdulillah. I appreciate you so much, brother. How can people connect with you and, and go and support you and, and you know, keep track of what you're doing? 
Uh, people can, you know, follow my Instagram page and my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is quite dense with, with viewers, but it's not dense with content, but we're going to start working on it. I have like awesome. a couple of videos up there, but it's got a, like quite a decent view. So I feel like a lot of people would want me to do more work on YouTube. I'm just, you know, trying to settle things, you know, finish what I'm doing and, you know, just have something running and inshallah, like everything will happen at the right time. But right now, sure. people want to follow my Instagram page. It's Omar God first underscore the Frawi, and that's the same YouTube channel. And that's it. I'm always posting there. And what I'm posting there is 90% business and professional and 10% personal, just for people to understand. Mama. There might be things that I do on a business level. If I'm coaching, like let's say, for instance, girls or something, I know this is Islamically not very right. And I know it comes with it with, with, with the problems with what comes after that. But sometimes like, you know, I, I, I will be where I need to be in the right time. This is what I believe and this is what I know. Brother, but keep I'm, doing I'm you, man. That. Keep doing you. And uh, we're rooting for you, brother. I'm rooting for you. I'm, uh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to save this right now. And I'm going to bring it back up when you become a world champion and be like, guys, guess what? I had him on a podcast a few years ago. Look at this conversation. That's going to be what I'm going to do, inshallah, bro. Because I believe in you that much too, bro. I'm rooting for you. Thank you, brother. That's my 100%. Thank you so much. 100%. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining pleasure. me, man. Thank you so okay. much, brother. Take care. Okay. Alaikum. Guys, thank you so much for watching and listening to this episode. And mashallah, we had such an amazing guest today and so many gems that were dropped. I hope you guys were taking notes and were really paying attention to what we were discussing here. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and make sure to subscribe and rate to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening to show your support. Give us a rating. Tell us why you love this podcast, why you enjoy listening to our content. And of course, if you're on social media, whether you're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, doesn't really matter to be honest with you because we're everywhere. Go and search for Umar Printer and follow us on there and keep up to date with what we're doing. We're always releasing training and resources and content related to entrepreneurship to help you succeed in your journey, inshallah. And finally, if you're really looking for some more hands-on help, you really want a coach or mentor to help you through building and growing your business, inshallah, we are right now having available spots open for our mentorship program. All you have to do to apply is book a call with us for free. The link is ummarpreneur.com call. So the link to book a call with us is ummarpreneur.com call. You'll get to book a call with us for free. We'll get to speak to you to understand what your goals are in terms of building a business and how we can help you, inshallah. That's ummarpreneur.com call. Jazakallah khairan for listening. I will see you in the next one. Take care. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.